another episode of the Joy for Ministry podcast. I am so excited because today I get to talk to our friend, Caitlin Elliott. We are talking about a topic that so many of us struggle with in ministry today, defensiveness. Thank you for joining us. I know you will be blessed. Hey, Caitlin. Hi, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for coming back to chat. Of course. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for asking me back. Well, I knew when you talked about defensiveness on our first talk that I would have you back to talk about this because I think that this is a huge issue. I know I see it in my life Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of other pastor's wives have talked about this. So I thought this is such an important topic that we can discuss. Yeah, I think so too. It's super important. I think that it's really prevalent among pastor's wives, but it's not something that's really talked about because it's a weird thing to talk about, right? Like it's one thing to say, oh, you know, I feel a little lonely or, oh, I feel uh, stressed out or burned out, right? But to say like, I constantly feel defensive, you know, you're afraid someone might judge you for saying that or um, it might paint you in a bad light. So I feel like some people maybe aren't wanting to say that or admit that, that they feel defensive all the time. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I think for me, I didn't even realize this to be an issue until like a few years back. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to recognize it and it's something like you walk with and you don't even know you're doing it. Oh, totally. Totally. And you feel totally justified, you know, in like how you're feeling and, and whatever. So you would never kind of stop to be like, I need to, I need to find strategies to deal with this emotion, you know, that right. I'm having. So. Right. Definitely. And like I said, it wasn't until a few years ago and I started to be like, okay, I have to get to the root of this. So then I started to kind of like go online and be like, yeah. is this something that other people struggle with? And I was like, whoa, there's articles about it and so much information out there. So I was like, yes, people really do struggle with this. Yeah, totally. So let's just start with what defensiveness means. And so I, I'm just like such a nerd. Every time I hear a word, even if I know what it means, I have to look up the definition. (laughs) I love it. So I found that defensiveness means very anxious to challenge or avoid criticism, devoted to resisting or preventing aggression or attack. So then of course I had to like Google what's the difference between defending yourself and being defensive. Mm -hmm. And basically like what I find is people are saying, yeah, like you totally can defend yourself Mm -hmm. when you're being, when you're in a situation where you're verbally or physically attacked. Mm -hmm. But defensiveness is almost more like a psychological response, Mm -hmm. you know, to somebody's criticism. Yeah. So I thought that's interesting. Um, and so I just want to kind of talk about how you and I see defensiveness and when this has been something that we battle with in hopes that we can dissect it, mm-hmm. kind of show how we've struggled with it mm-hmm. and how we've made strides in that. And hopefully other people can relate and kind of take away some tips that, you know, we have learned along the way. Yeah. And I think also just for people to feel like, Hey, you're not alone. If you feel like this, you know, I think that this is a common thing that a lot of pastors wives feel. And I don't know about you, but for me, it is so life-giving. If I'm struggling with something in my life and I just hear somebody else say, 
oh yeah, I struggle with that too. That in and of itself almost takes the power out of the thing because you just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. This isn't something that I have to bear by myself. You know, I don't have to keep it a secret. It's just so comforting for me to know that other people are dealing with the same struggles as me. And it it, it was like something stupid, even like when my newborn wouldn't sleep, when I would have somebody else come to me and be like, oh my goodness, my baby doesn't sleep either. I was like, oh, we're connected, right? So then it's like, Definitely. And that, you know, that's a stupid thing, but this is like a huge thing, you know, that's like a deep struggle. And it's just nice, I think, for people to know that they're not alone and struggling with it, you know? I 100% agree. It takes the power out of it, like that, that it, this hold that it has over you. And right. then I think even on top of that, it helps you feel like, oh, I can do this. Like I, you know, other people struggle with this. Like we're in this together. I can fight this. Totally. Yeah. So, and I, I think that's so much my heart behind this ministry is to take the isolation away. Absolutely. So let's just talk about, um, when that this has been something that you and I have seen in our ministry that we battle with. Mm -hmm. Do you want to (laughs) start? Sure. (laughs) I can start. (laughs) Um, I mean, I remember feeling this way, honestly, since I was a kid, because as I said, last time I grew up as a pastor's kid and, um, I remember feeling from when I was little, like if I got the sense that somebody, um, was blaming my dad for something, or if someone was complaining about something at church, I remember feeling like, how could they say that? Like, don't they understand how hard my dad works or, you know, whatever. But, you know, of course, as a kid, I didn't really have language for that. I didn't really, you know, I didn't have anybody to really talk to about that. And then as an adult, you know, coming into now being married to someone who's a pastor, I felt all those same feelings coming back just all the time, right? From little things to big things. So sometimes it's something little, like um, on our church's like Facebook page, if someone comments something like, oh, why aren't we doing this like this or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, I feel, I find myself feeling like fired up about something that could even be insignificant. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, how can they be like, why would somebody complain about this event? Like, don't they understand like how much work went into it or whatever? Um, I mean, one, there could be bigger things though. I mean, not that's something small, like, oh, like a Facebook comment, but there's bigger things. Like one situation in particular sticks out in my mind where um, I think people can probably relate to this where you're at church and there's people that might have like a prayer request or something. And they ask like, oh, can I go on stage and share this? Right. And it's at least at our church because we have such a large amount of people it's hard to just kind of have like an open mic policy sure. in where like anybody can kind of just like get up. Yeah. And jump off. So there was a situation where somebody wanted to be able to share this certain prayer request that they had. They were taken through the same normal channels as anybody else would be taken through if they had a situation in their life. You know, we have a whole prayer team for these types of situations. Yeah. And- whatever. Basically I, it was someone that was a friend of mine and I heard through the grapevine, just like comments that this person made specifically in reference to my husband and basically saying, 
you know, that he's like possessive over the microphone and, you know, things like that. And I remember, uh, like to this day, like it makes my heart race. Like, I remember when I heard this, I was just like, you have got to be kidding me because, (laughs) you know, so many things like, you know, my husband is not perfect. He is absolutely not perfect, but something that he is not is a ham on state. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're up to him. He would never even touch the mic. Like he doesn't, love hosting and being up front and whatever and so I was just like how could this person say that like I was like I am gonna I'm gonna explain the situation like how can you right. not understand it and you know and it's like mean things going through my mind and it had me so so fired up right because yeah. I just felt like how dare you say anything you know negative about my husband or negative about the church and the way that we handle things like this. Don't you understand that if we let everybody do this, then this or that and this and that. And it's kind of like, I had to get to a place where I was just like, Caitlin, it doesn't matter. You know, she is going to say whatever you know, and your husband knows that, you know, he handled it in the best way that he possibly could situation God knows you know and it is what it is you know and like you have to let this go but it that's really really hard for me you know yeah I'm an Italian Jersey girl I don't let things go yeah (laughs) but I am working on it (laughs) well and I think what makes that story you know that just what you were saying so difficult is you know that like something was opposite of the truth yeah. And so that especially like sometimes it's hard when somebody says something and there's truth to it. Like a lot of mm-hmm. times there's hard because maybe it's not said in the right way or right. you know different things, but like so even on top of that when something's said and you know like this is complete misinformation, this is completely yeah. wrong, that makes it even harder because you want to be able to set the record straight, say the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's never fun when somebody thinks something about her husband that isn't true. Right. Absolutely. Or our kids or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I love, so one of the articles that we're going to post in the comments, um, I love what what he says. It's wild at heart, and he talks about defensiveness. And he says, sometimes defensiveness is justified and holy. Mm -hmm. But I now ask myself these questions to qualify mine. What is my motive for being defensive? Mm -hmm. And am I being my own advocate? or am I allowing Christ to be my advocate? I'm finding that asking these questions eliminates such things as manipulation, argument, and self-exaltation. And I think that's the biggest thing, what what he said there that hit me was like, what is my motive? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But even like he says, sometimes it's justified. Absolutely. And it's like, we're not here to tell people like, you just need to be a doormat. And if people are saying horrible things around about you, you just need to take it. No, absolutely not. But at the same time, it's not our job to monitor everything that comes out of everybody's mouth and everything that they say in conversations with people. And like, we can't, you can't control people, unfortunately, (laughs) or fortunately, you know, but it's like, you can't, people are going to say what they're going to say, you know? And obviously if someone comes to you and says something, which that would be our hope, right? That if somebody's unhappy with something, the way it went down or the way you made them feel, 
our hope would always be that they would come to you and you could have a conversation about it and then it would right. be resolved, you know, and a lot of people do that. And honestly, my husband really appreciates that, right? I mean, no one is like, yay, someone came to me and pointed out something I did to them that they didn't like or whatever. No one's like, yay, this is like my favorite type of conversation. But he appreciates that so much. Someone comes to him in the flesh, sits down with him, you know, and says like, can you please explain to me why this happened? Because it made me feel this way. That's amazing, right? right? But of course, in ministry, you're going to have those situations where unfortunately, that's not how it's handled, right? And you hear that someone said something or someone makes a comment and passes it along to you, or you just overhear something that wasn't intended for you to hear, whatever. And you know, we do have to know the difference between, like you said, like, what's our motive, right? right? Is it, is this the type of situation where it's okay to say, Hey, actually, blah, blah, blah. Or like, what did he say? Are you allowing, are you defending yourself or allowing Christ to defend you? Or yeah. Be am advocate? I being my own advocate or am I allowing Christ to be my advocate? That's so like that, like hits me in the gut, you know? And I, I know mean? because like you see in scripture over and over where people have let the Lord defend them. Yeah. And of course, like, I know people that are like, you know, you know, we should be able to defend ourselves. And, you know, even I wrote a blog about this a while back and, um, somebody who I adore, she's such a wonderful person. She commented about Paul making a defense. And yes, I agree with that. Like Paul made a defense. Um, so I, I do see there's, there's times for that, but defensiveness is like a cycle. It's like this vicious cycle where, um, somebody will say something that's, you know, they're criticizing and then you're defending and you can get to this point where it's like, then, then they feel like their voice isn't being heard. So they come in even harder and then you're defending even greater or you're trying to run away from it. Yeah. And that's not good for the relationship. Um, and, and you don't have to agree, but it's very beneficial when you can maybe see each other's side and say, okay, this, I'm going to take this nugget of truth from what the person is saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see my responsibility in it. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to do that. Oh yeah. It's so, it's so hard to, you know, accept feedback and, you know, to yeah. be through, like you said, it takes a lot of wisdom and a lot of prayer to kind of figure out, okay, like in this whole thing that was said, like, are there nuggets of truth? Are there right certain things that are not true, you know, and, and having the maturity to kind of sift through that, you know? So I'll give a great example of where there was some truth in something that was said, but I still got very defensive. Mm -hmm. So it was a situation where, um, we had church and then we were having like a lunch after church for everybody who, um, you know, worked there that Sunday or volunteered. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting down eating and somebody comes up to me who works with my husband. And they said, um, Joy, do you know if your husband, you know, if Jason brought the water bottles for the meeting, because we had our meeting and there was no water bottles. And I know that he was going to get water bottles. And immediately, not like meanwhile, I'm eating lunch and he's telling me there was no water bottles and what happened with the water bottles. And I'm like, I knew there was something there. And I was like, I was always like, no, I have no idea. I didn't know anything about the water bottle. Yeah, yeah, I have no clue. Sorry. No clue, but I knew just that you would bring it up to to me, yeah. your wife. Like, I'm like, oh, something is not going to yeah. be right with this. So 
like later that day or that night, I said to Jason, oh, I forgot, like, you know, so-and-so said something about the water bottles and I guess you forgot. And he's like, oh yeah, um, he emailed me. So I was like, oh, okay. And he read me the email or he told me about the email and it was like, you know, I'm really disappointed that you didn't bring these water bottles. You know, I really counted on you. I feel very hurt. Um, I feel like, you know, just like, I'm not sure how I can trust, you know, you that blah, blah, blah. And immediately I start freaking out. (laughs) And I said to, I like looked at my husband. I'm like, I went, I start, I was defensive to my husband about my husband. Yeah. Does he know the week you had? And does he know what our family's been through? And does he know? And I'm like, and after all, it's just water. It's just a water bottle. Yeah. So I became so like hurt by this email. And I was like, you know, a few things were going on with me in, in dissecting this email. You know, I said to Jason, I'm like, you know, he's making such a huge deal of this email. And he, I know he has the ear of some people higher up. I'm like, this is going in a file. Yeah. I'm like, this is going in your file that you're, you commit to things and you don't do it or that people can't count on you. And I really felt that I felt this is going to come back people. Now he's going to say something to your boss and, yeah. and you're going to be in trouble over forgetting water bottles. And so he was like, so Jason was like, joy. He's, he's like, I replied. I said, I, I, I owned that I forgot the water bottles. I apologized. I said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do better next time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my mouth just hung open. Uh, but what was really going on here mm-hmm. is this person had been hurt in ministry. Mm-hmm. He was hurt by leaders before my husband. Yeah. He had major trust issues. Yeah. Um, and my husband had been really working to build a relationship with him, to discipleship him, get, you know, give him discipleship, to yeah. disciple him, to care for him. Yeah. And so he's like, Joy, if I was defensive, I would have blown this relationship. Wow. Like it would not have been good. But I did forget the water bottles. So I see what he's saying. Did I think he overreacted? Yes. But if mm-hmm. I came back at him, I would have been like every other leader that had wow. hurt him. And That's I was like, really big of him. It really is. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh, well, but it's so true. And yeah. so what was more important to my husband than anything going in a file or him getting in trouble from his boss for from getting water rose, it was this man's heart. And to this day, every once in a while, he'll talk with this man. Yeah. If he would have come back like, dude, yeah. it's water bottles. Get over it. Like yeah. I had a week, no. mm-hmm. it would have blown the relationship. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, that is, that is so important. Good job, Jason. That's good. Because honestly, yeah, exactly. Props. Because it's like, what are we really here for in ministry? Right? Are we here to make a point and to make people think that we're awesome? No, we're here to build relationships with people. Right. And to hopefully lead them to Christ. Right. And again, it doesn't mean we have to be a doormat, but in that situation, the fact that Jason was just able to say, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot the water bottles, you know, move on. Yep. from there. He salvaged the relationship and now this guy is better for it, you know, later on, you know, right. I just think that that's such a lesson. That's such a lesson, you know, just to remember 
what are we yeah. for? Are we trying to now the trick to me is he may have said something to Jason's boss. This may have gone on a file right. and is my heart still going to be right towards this person? Mm. You know what I mean? Like right, that's, right. that's part of the thing is like, like checking myself. What is my motivation? Yeah. You know, and you are Absolutely. so right. Like we are in this, um, to serve, to love, to give, and it's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. No, no, it's not going to be glamorous. I do feel like a lot of times people go into ministry and it's easy to think that it might be like glamorous, right? Like, it's like, Oh, my husband's the pastor. Um, that's so special. That's so, and I'm not saying it's not special. (laughs) It's great. Like, you know what I mean? That's fantastic. Love my husband, but it's not glamorous. You know what I mean? Really not. And, um, I think that it's easy to get discouraged by that. Right. And you're just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like it's a lot of criticism. It's a lot of pain that you're dealing with other people's pain, right. Other people's issues. And then like, I just think that that story that you shared is so powerful because Jason was mature enough to see this guy has wounds from his past that he's taking out on me. Right. And I'm going to help him kind of work through that. Right. Right. By being like the gentle, safe place that he needs me to be. Right. You know? And I think that that's, that happens so much in ministry, right? People are taking out their baggage on you because you're a safe place and you have to like work with them in such a way that you're not going to destroy the relationship. And it's so true. It's like, um, even when I was reading the bait of Satan and that's such a great book, um, you know, um, what's his, and now I'm like totally blanking on his name. Oh, John Bevere. I wanted to say Mark Batterson because I've been reading his stuff too, but John Bevere said, you know, a leader is called to serve. Yeah. And sometimes we forget, like, you know, we feel like we shouldn't, you know, in serving, you are going to get hurt. You are going to go through tough times. You know, it's not this glamorous thing, like you said. Yeah. And I, and I know Jason's heart is for serving and I know he would a thousand percent do this over and over again, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And just the, the one other article that I'm going to share in the comments is what we had, I had mentioned to you at our last podcast. If you guys, if you listening, haven't heard, check it out. It's my interview with Caitlin, but it's a um, blog by K harms. It's K harms.com. And how to resist the urge to get defensive. You guys can check it out. She gives some great tips and she like just talks about it being a heart issue. Yeah. Um, She says, when my character is maligned, it is not for me to defend myself. My job is to demonstrate God's character. His job is to defend my character. Mm. And I'll I'll never forget um, a situation where I was defensive over myself. And I actually, Caitlin, you had known this and you would help me through this. This was... Um, one Christmas Eve, I was walking through the halls of church and a woman came up to me and I said, Merry Christmas. And she said, you know, that's the first thing that you've said to me all year. And this is, yeah, this, and and I'm just going to be honest. I did not get this right. Mm -hmm. I bombed this badly. I was defensive. Like, so that was all she said. And we left for Christmas break. And when we went back, um, I met with her and I was very defensive over myself. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go well until the very end of the conversation. I realized she was struggling with rejection. 
It was something that she was struggling yeah. with over and over. Yeah. And I think to myself, if I had just not been defensive and really saw her heart, mm. it would have gone much differently. Mm. Um, and so I, I regret that because it wasn't me. She was right. attacking. It was, she, she was really struggling. Yeah. So sometimes we get it wrong. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, ugh, there's a hundred times I've done it wrong, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's just encouraging to know, you know, that I'm not alone. Um, but I just think it's so encouraging to those points that you brought up of asking yourself, what is my motivation? And then, you know, it's not my job to defend myself. It's my job, you know, to allow right. God to defend me, you know? Yeah. And I really do feel like if something is going on, if there's a situation at your church where people are maybe saying things that are hurtful, false, whatever, instead of just taking on the posture of I'm going to tell them, like, and I'm going to show them taking on a posture of like, Lord, please like give me an opportunity to be able to yes. have a, like a meaningful conversation with these people or have some kind of give me an opportunity to either talk to them, show them whatever in some way that can be life-giving and like, yes. like a reconcile instead of just like, Oh, I'm going to show her. Right. Cause that's my go -to. thousand percent. That's my default. Right. Is like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to put her in her place. And then she's going to know. Who yeah. And it's like, Oh, that's helpful. You know what I mean? Right. No, but you're so right. Taking on that, like, in like, okay, help me to also help me to see what's really going on. You know, yes. what's my motivation, but what's their motivation? Like this totally. woman that said to me at Christmas Eve that I didn't talk to her all year. Mm -hmm. If I would have looked and said, maybe she's hurting. Right. You know, yeah. so like so what's true. her, yeah. And maybe this was her one opportunity to be like, I need help. I, like yeah. help me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so what's my motivation, but what's their motivation? And you know what, Lord reconcile this somehow. And even if like, I don't talk with that person, I'm trusting you, Lord, to be my defense. Like yeah. check my heart you defend me. Totally. Absolutely. I love that. It's a good word. Good word. And so I want to end with second Corinthians six, three through 10. Do you want to read that Caitlin? Do you see it there? I don't see it. I'm sorry. All right. I'll read it. I will lie and say that I have the whole thing memorized. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so this is the verse I kind of picked when thinking about being defensive. It's second Corinthians six, three through 10. We put no stomp stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad reports, good reports, genuine yet regarded as imposters, known yet regarded as unknown, dying yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing yet possessing everything. I just love this. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So 
just check it out. Second Corinthians six, three through 10, even though you, you know, there's so many ups and downs and you'll, you'll feel that sometimes you need to defend yourself. Remember that we go through these, these things and the Lord wants to be our defender. Mm-hmm. And when you give it over to him, he does such a better job at it yes. than we do for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, That's so awesome. good. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you guys. Do you struggle with being defensive? And what does that look like for you? If you have questions, if you want to hear more of Caitlin's story, which I always do because she's amazing, mm-hmm. email joyforministry at gmail.com and check out our website. You can submit prayer requests. We would love to hear from you. Awesome. All Thanks right. So for having me, Joy. Anytime, Caitlin. I'll, I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. Perfect. Thank you for joining us. Please check out our website, joyforministry.com. Please email us. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. If you have any questions or testimony of your own, you can email us at joyforministry at gmail.com. Also, make sure you rate us, subscribe, and of course, share us with your friend. See you next week.